Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team for yet another week. Uh, as always, you are joined by myself, Phil, my good mate, Drew. Um, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He's actually in hiding um, as a result of some of the things Ricky Gervais had to say at the Golden Globes. Anyway, on with the show. Drew, you, how are you? Me, I am good. You, how are you? Uh, I sound like I have a cold, and that is because I have a cold. Um, really? Or something. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with octaves, and well, I always struggle with, the, with octaves. I'm struggling to find any sort of range in my voice, um, and I'm coughing a lot, but that's okay. Everything else is good. Drew, what a week we've had. What a week we've had. We're only a week into the new year, and already it feels like it's been a lifetime. Uh, no, absolutely. Um, what is going that, on with it? Yeah, look, it, it's uh, everything's turned on its head as always. It's just the way the world works. Um, and of course, we're going to bring you all of the highlights of the week that was on this very episode, um, including we had the Golden Globes, so we're definitely going to talk about that, obviously. Um, we've uh, got continuing fires in Australia, uh, and then finally we've got the total lack of responsibility and ownership from our fearless, I say that incredibly tongue-in-cheek, leader, Scott Morrison. I think yes. it's pretty accurate. He doesn't seem to yes. be fearful of anything. No, that's true. He is. He, that's true. I guess he is completely ridiculous and, and, and misguided in all of these, his thoughts and feelings. Um, of course, that we do also have our sick Kent of the year. We didn't bring it to you last week because naturally that episode went for about 150 years. But um, like, like all good things, it was well worth the wait. Well, ab- absolutely, absolutely. So uh, we'll, we'll, we've got that one for you this week. Drew, are we going to do a Sikhent of the Week for this week and Sikhent of the Year? I think yeah, we're we going to do both. Yeah, excellent. Good we're stuff. We're going to do both. Um, but, but for a minute, let's have a little giggle at what I've just sent you. <laughs> yes, let's indeed. Uh, so this is, this is should um, other countries follow the UK's lead in leaving the EU? Uh, so we've obviously got Brexit is, is the, um, the original, the OG yes. name. We've got Erexit, <laughs> Irexit, Quitterly, Quitterly, Sweden, Espanope, <laughs> uh, Abortical, <laughs> that's my favourite, Abortical. <laughs> Adieu. Adieu, <laughs> yeah. Um, Withdrawsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Wow. Outstria. Austria. <laughs> Slovenia. Denmark. <laughs> Noatia. Uh, let and me out. <laughs> let me out. No, I think a a, a Portugal's my favourite. <laughs> that and withdraw saw. <laughs> <laughs> withdraw saw Poland. Withdraw saw. Oh, Never they're mind. excellent. Never mind. <laughs> I love Wonderful. Espanyop <laughs> and Quitterly. And Adieu. 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 <laughs> that's that's clever. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Sweden. Right, that's, our, that's our giggle for the, for the night. Yes. Anyway, on with yes. the show. <laughs> on with the show. Golden Globes, Drew. It was a night. Well, it was the night that was, obviously. Yes. Um, it was a night no, I, I, I missed. 
unless you're... No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, exactly. Now I have watched it. Um, I'm an enormous fan of Ricky Gervais, and so when I heard he was hosting, I definitely had to make sure that I was watching, and I did watch, uh, and he did not disappoint. In fact, he's offended most people that have any sort of... Um, uh, involvement in the Hollywood industry, except maybe maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. He seemed to find uh, what what Ricky Gervais had to say quite hilarious. And if the um, memes are correct, Adam Driver was not offended. <laughs> no, yeah, I- I- exactly. Um, so, of course, Ricky Gervais opened up the uh, the evening with a yes. a wonderful um, opening monologue aimed directly at everyone in that room, um, making all of us at home giggle and laugh. If you were offended by it, well, you're clearly an idiot because you're clearly a sympathizer to rich people. You're probably one of those people that, I don't know, believe in something like the American dream or something where, or that sort of, you know, if they're doing it, I can do it too. You know, you really can't. You're really missing out. You you don't understand it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Which, look, clearly that's why a lot of people were offended because they're too stupid to realize that they're actually not in amongst the crowd that are being made fun of, even though they must think that they are part of it somehow, even though they've never even got close to it. Um, so it was hilarious. He went after the fact that Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, something that we've touched on the show. Um, Felicity Huffman's college admissions scandal. Absolutely. He also went over after the fact that everyone in that room is entirely an elitist and uh, the fact that they always just try and make it all about the world about them and how involved they are in the world that they need to just shut up and stop talking about it after they've won an award and get off stage. Yeah. yeah. Turns None out it give any advice because they cannot relate. Exactly. And, and then they ended up all talking about that in all of their speeches. Um, we had, <coughs> excuse me as I sneeze. Um, we then had uh, him uh, go after. Uh, what else did he go after? He he he. I don't know. He went after everyone, attacked everyone about everything, made everyone in the room feel feel responsible about things that are wrong, uh, and uh, he then touched on several other things throughout the night. Uh, may as well while they talk, we're talking about him. May as well get to them as well. He he spoke about. I think my favorite quote of the night for from Ricky was about, uh, he, he was introducing um, Sandra Bullock to come up onto stage. Yep. And uh, he said, our next guest um, starred in Netflix's Bird Box. Bird Box was a film about people um, surviving by not being able to see anything or, or you know, not looking around and, and not taking notice of what's going on around them. Much like working for Harvey Weinstein. Uh, and the whole crowd just went, oh, and laughed, but you know, kind of like gasped at the same time. And Ricky just turned around and said, Hey, I didn't do it. He's your friend. I, I, it wasn't me. I didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't do it. And I thought that was wonderful. That was hilarious. Cause like suck on that. <laughs> he, he is, he survived so long by people not saying anything. So, you know, it's like when people um, go your mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and also I thought a, a funny joke from him as well was about, the fact that um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood ran for so long that that by the end of it, Leonardo DiCaprio's date was too old for him. Like, that was hilarious. And the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio laughed at that, the fact that the whole room probably laughed at that the most because Leo laughed at that a lot, um, it's also hilarious because he always dates really young people. 
And uh, the fact that then Ricky Gervais said Prince Andrew was even like, oh, come on, Leo. Like, wow, geez, you're almost 50, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I thought it was really funny. So, yeah, Ricky Gervais pushing all the right buttons once again. Um, if people does. are really... Exactly. If people are really offended by what he had to say, you're missing the point, or you obviously are misguided in believing that you're part of that little gang when you're not. Um, or if you are listening to the fact that people are offended from within that community... Well, that's the point. It's meant to offend people within that community because it's just so outrageously it's an elitist. Community. Exactly, and it's an elitist community, and it it yeah. gets put in place by people like Ricky Gervais. I just I can't understand why the Foreign Press Association would invite him back again and again to host it Every when he causes single year when when he causes so much damage to the industry by making them feel so offended, which is hilarious. The fact that in the past people have boycotted it because he was the host is wonderful um yeah i i think that he did a wonderful job and also again i i mentioned it to you off air that the fact that a couple of years ago he made that highly controversial joke about caitlin jenner which people were up in yeah. arms for and and disgraced at and you know thought it was so offensive the the offense wasn't that people were offended because he made a joke about a transgender person and then made fun of women drivers but people got the wrong point. The joke was basically, you know, what a year Caitlyn Jenner's had, breaking down stereotypes everywhere for transgender people, you know, all over the world. Didn't do a lot for women drivers, though, you know, and then everyone laughed. The joke being that Caitlyn Jenner murdered someone by killing them in their car because they wanted to get home efficiently and uh, ran a red light and T-boned someone and killed them um, and got away with it because they're a celebrity. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's... But people were offended at the joke and thought it was really unfair to make fun of Caitlyn Jenner. They killed someone. What do you mean they they felt sorry for Caitlyn Jenner? What there was nothing. Caitlyn Jenner wasn't even really the butt of the joke. The joke was that a celebrity killed someone. Anyway, he makes a whole um, speech about that as well and defends himself in his stand up comedy on Netflix called Humanity. Drew, yes. the night, the winners, the winners. Give me some of the highlights. And uh, as someone that watched it, I can tell you all about their speech. Ah, let's have a look. Um, Should we just kick back with the big one? 1917 took Best Motion Picture Drama. I'm excited to see that. Uh, They were talking about how what a wonderful what a wonderful job that was. I reckon it's probably funny. Daniel Craig, who was in the crowd, crowd was probably highly disappointed that uh, that one was to win, especially with Sam Mendes being the director that uh, won that one. Um, Well, that pretty hilarious. It comes out today here. I'm excited. Really I'm going to go see it. I think it's going to be excellent. It's a bit, little yeah. bit like I didn't see it, but Birdman. It's all. It's like a one-shot movie. Yeah, I, um, I was. Um, I was talking about that only about an hour or two ago, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm so excited yeah. to see that. And, and look again. I didn't see Birdman, but I would like to see it mainly for that shot. I didn't hear it's a very. Have you not seen Birdman? Movie, but no, I've heard that it, the main, the the best part about it is the fact that it's a one-shot movie. I I'm almost concerned that I might start to feel a bit. I'm not sure how how it how it's going to work. I'm excited to see it. Being an action movie as well, that it's a war setting, might be a bit difficult and may, maybe make your eyes feel a bit tired. A bit like you haven't blinked in a while, kind of thing. Um, let's see though. I'm I'm excited to see that, and and I can totally see why it did win it. It's it's almost a Dunkirk style of realism, but with the added bonus of being a one shot film, which is excellent. So I'm excited for that. I will go and see that as well. Um, I, I like the fact that in his speech, he, he made the point of, of saying, you know, it's very difficult to try and get people or to, to make a, a film that doesn't star any big names 
um, to try and convince people to go along and see it at the cinema. And here it has its one best picture. So, yeah, I thought that was very nice in his speech. And interesting that he called out the fact that none of his actors were big actors. Mm-hmm. It, From what I've seen, it doesn't strike me as the type of movie that needs big names to make it work. It looks like it just works. Well, that's, again, it's like Dunkirk. It didn't need big names. It, it, I mean, they shoehorned yeah. Harry Styles in there, which did a pretty good job. But for the most part, it wasn't a, a leading cast, and it was a wonderful film. Yeah. I'm no, I'm really excited to see it. I'm very interested in the fact that it won, though, because I'm looking at the competition, and I feel like Marriage Story would have stacked up pretty well against them. I feel like The Two Popes was the the art house thing that everyone wanted to win, but it was never going to do it. Uh, it was it, but that's, that almost fit two popes almost feels like it's, um, it's, uh, you know, award season win. fodder. It is, yeah. it is, yeah. but it's, it's not made to win award season fodder. Look, um, I'm, I'm also surprised that the Irishman or Joker didn't get a look in again. I know your complaints about Joker. I know what they are, reg- but it, Hollywood, like, Hollywood seems to have, did, yeah. Joker should be winning a lot of awards. I don't like mm. my my issues with it. Don't don't um, trample on its quality in any way. Mm. I definitely think that it should have been a very high contender for this award. Obviously, mm. we haven't seen nineteen seventeen, so we can't justify yes. to ourselves why it won. But look, out of the five films, the only one I've seen is Joker. I haven't watched The Irishman yet. I haven't had I, three I'd and a half hours no. spare. No, oh, oh, yeah, okay, touching back to what Ricky Gervais said, he also mentioned during the night, which I thought was wonderful, he went on and on about the fact that Irishman goes for, you know, several days, it's like such a long-ass bloody mm. movie, but he made a, made a, to- a, a point of, of referencing the fact that um, coming up in the evening, we've got a, um, a short clip of The Irishman for you all, it'll only go for about 88 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> compared to the movie, that must be a short one. Um, um. Yeah, yeah, look, I yeah, I've only seen Joker out of the five, and it was brilliant, like absolutely the sort of thing the Academy or even what is it, the Hollywood Foreign Press would eat up. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm a little surprised, but that this is the cool thing about the Golden Globes. They do best motion picture drama, but mm-hmm. then they also do best motion picture musical or comedy, which brings yes. us to our next one. Yes. The winner being Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Look, I'm not surprised by that at all. No, um, neither am I. I think it, I think it definitely deserved it. Um, I heard people almost panning it for its... In fact, I saw on Facebook someone panning it about um, being a very unenjoyable movie. You clearly have no idea what you're talking about, if that's what you yeah, think. I'm, because, s- I'm sorry, it was thoroughly um, enjoyable. And here it is winning. Now, I know that this is all... You, you have to take these award ceremonies with a grain of salt. Yeah. Especially when you consider the fact that the, one of the previous winners of this category was The Martian, which is absolutely not a comedy in any way, except it has a couple of giggling parts, but yeah, how it's not a comedy. How did The Martian wind up in the musical Like, oh, for God's sake, category. it's just it's just so that it could win a bloody award. I never anyway. understood that one. No, no, neither have I. I mean, again, it's got some laughter in it, but what movie doesn't have some laughter in it? Anyway, yeah. um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood definitely deserved it. Jojo Rabbit was in there. Knives Out was in there. What about Knives Out is a comedy? It's I the same level comedic. of... comedic. Yeah, but... Again, in the same vein that The Martian was comedic. It's not a comedy. Yeah, but it had more funny moments to it. I, I thought it was black comedy. Knives I thought, out. It was a dr- I thought it was more of a drama, um, if anything. But uh, Rocket Man was in there as a musical and Dolomite yep. is my name. 
Um, again, I, it's funny. Yeah. I haven't heard much about Don Don as my name, but definitely interesting to see Eddie Murphy making almost a comeback in all some I've, ways. All I've heard is um, that it is very much his comeback, and that he has nailed it. Okay, I'll That's, have to go and see it. Yeah, the the buzz has been that he has actually done it. He has successfully come back with that movie. So wonderful. Yeah, wait. Well, I think that between the two categories, we have a very interesting potential ten for the Oscars. Mm. I look. I'm. I. I, I reckon oh. Jojo Rabbit never had a look in at winning um, that sort of best motion picture award. But I'm no. also disappointed. I'm also disappointed that it didn't have a look in because it is such a feel good, sweet film, and it, yeah, it, it's, it's an indie. It's an indie sort of film. It doesn't feel like it's on the same level as these other ones. Look at what it's stacked up against: the Rocket mm. Man and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It, like. It had beat out the other two, I believe. I believe it had beat out Knives Out and Dolomite is my name, but it's very hard to beat out Tarantino. Yeah, true. And I I completely stand by that. I mean, Ricky Gervais, Quentin Tarantino, what an amazing job he's done. He's hitting his stride and yeah, yeah, let's see what happens. Oh, the, the biggest one though, the biggest one, best motion picture, foreign language. No, I'm joking. Let's move on from that. No one cares about that category. Well, actually, I can talk about that for a second. <laughs> Go for it. I, I was kidding though. People do care. I'm joking. I, obviously. The, the only movie I know in that category is the one that won, Parasite. Um, what is Parasite? Tell me about it. It was a great speech, by the way, from um, the, the, the director. He did a, he made a terrific speech. Um, Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, he, he made it. The he he's awesome. Yeah, one of his best lines that he he gave was, "If we can look at look past the one inch tall letters at the bottom of the screen, you can yeah. unlock an entire world of of um, wonderful movies out there." And I thought that was perfect, and 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 he nailed that 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 line. It's so true, and the the crowd um applauded to that line as well because it's such a true point. I yeah, I'd I'd actually read that quote already, and I thought it was fantastic. Mm. Uh, no, he is an he is a terrific filmmaker. Do you know what else he made? He made Snowpiercer. I haven't seen Snowpiercer with um, Chris Evans and Jamie Bell. Still haven't seen Snowpiercer. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else did he make? Okja. Like he's just he is a really good filmmaker, and everyone well, I, mean- I knew that had seen. Parasite just hailed it as one of the best movies of the year, if not the best. Well, again, he he was also nominated for Best Screenplay, um, which he didn't win. Tarantino won that one as well. I can completely see that one as well. Um, But yeah, he was nominated for Best Screenplay as well. You know, it just shows that it's consistent. It's up against Mm. some big films and the fact that it was still nominated in that category. Um, Yeah. I'm not totally surprised. Um... Best actor in a motion picture drama, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I, he he is such a phenomenal actor. He's he's a, a somewhat bizarre human being, but he I think he does that in many ways. As he'd rather come across that way. I think that he is such an intelligent human being, though, as well. Um, I don't think he had he, any real competition. Like, I, no, I that's loved true. Christian Bale in Ford versus Ferrari, but. Mm, mm-hmm. No, Jonathan Price, the two popes. Yeah, he was never going to get it. No, Antonio yeah. Banderas for Pain and Glory. No, the only real threat there was Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Yeah, but even still, I think that that Joaquin then, Phoenix, I f- just how different yeah. the character was and how kind of unusual and and 
Yeah, he had to think- truly embody the character in order to yeah. win that one, and I think he's the only one that really had to do that, besides Christian Bale, maybe, and, and he's putting now- on an accent like that. He's now the second actor to win an Academy Award for portraying the Joker, so... Wonderful. That's a huge um, One thing, a big award for me, which I'm furious that I forgot about this film, and I mean <laughs> furious. Best animated feature. <coughs> Best animated feature. This film should have and has been sorely robbed of being within my top five of the year, because I forgot about it. Holy shit, am I furious. And I'm now, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to be writing down every film that I've seen this year. Um, Good. Because start doing cause I'm so disappointed that I forgot about it. Like, so disappointed. Missing Link won Best Motion Picture Animated Film um, for the year. And it totally, totally deserves it. We've seen just how quality Toy Story 4 was in terms of animation. Story was awful. Um, animation wonderful like oh, oh my god like they're they're yeah pixar are getting further and further ahead this category was basically invented for pixar um we've seen what happened with lion king and how wonderful that looks how to train your dragon yeah i don't think that was ever a look in and frozen 2 i also don't think that was really a look in i think it was only between i thought it would have been between toy story 4 and lion king the fact that missing link won it blows me away but i'm so glad that it did because it actually, totally deserves yeah. it I, I haven't watched Missing Link yet, but I've seen the other four, and out of the other four, How to Train Your Dragon mm-hmm. is streets ahead of all of them. Really? Really. It okay. wrapped up the whole trilogy. I cried. I loved it. It was just... I thought it was a fantastic movie. It didn't make my top ten, but damn, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Frozen 2 is really good, because it... Mm. it laughs at the first movie and does what the first movie should have done. The Lion King is a visual treat. was nothing more. Toy Story mm-hmm. 4, I like it more than you did, but yep. I, I agree with the technological leaps and bounds in there. Yep. Um, let's quickly get to Best Actor in Motion Picture. That was Taron Egerton won that one in, ahead of Eddie Murphy, Leonardo DiCaprio, Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit, and, and Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Um, look, I Awkward can't argue with that one. Best actress in musical comedy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I thought that was wonderful. I heard she um, had a good speech, though. <coughs> she did. She had a very nice speech. Um, lovely to mention her, um, her parents as well. Well, her, her, her father, um, you know, and, and, and jokingly she said, how wonderful it was that she was able to get a job because she told her father she'd get a job and here she is winning this award um, and also touched on her grandmother who raised her because um, her mother had died and she she said, Mom, if you're, if you're somewhere looking down on me, I hope you're proud. And that was really nice. That was a really nice speech as well. Um, just quickly to, to the award that I mentioned, I'm, I look, I, I think it's, it's a no-brainer that Taron Egerton won it, but I'm disappointed that Roman Griffin Davis didn't win it for Jojo Rabbit, but at least Taron... Gave him a shout out and they showed him on screen and he gave a happy wave and um, yeah, look, I'm very, very, very happy that he was nominated at least, but I, I can't argue with the winner of that. Um, <clears throat> best actress in a motion picture was won by Renee Zellweger. Oh my For the god, Judy I Garland thought she. Film. I look, I, 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 I don't mean this in any offense. I, the plastic surgery that she had, she. It looks like she's lost feeling in the bottom left side of her face. Um, 
because her the that side of her mouth was drooping and she was slurring her words and i she's had too much plastic surgery done she's looking awful she's doing it to look better but she looks awful she truly didn't awful need any work done she didn't she didn't really didn't she was um, her speech Why was she? yeah exactly and her but her speech was wonderful um she was happy to be back and she said it's you know it's been 17 years but it's nice to be back and that was mm. yeah i thought that was a really nice speech um i have to say <coughs> that for um where's the award that i wanted to the best original score now i'm going to struggle with this this last name but hilda guandotia I don't know how to say her, name, her last name. Anyway, she won it for Guana Joker. Guanadotia? Yeah, there we go. We'll say, go with that. Uh, I love the fact that um, uh, J-Lo struggled to pronounce her name as well. She, I, when she opened the envelope, she saw her face kind of dropped because <laughs> she had to pronounce that one. Don't blame her. Um, she won it for Joker ahead of Randy Newman, Thomas Newman, um, Daniel Pemberton, and yep. Alexandra Desplat. So I thought that uh, she was definitely the wor- the worthy winner there i think that she does wonderful work she did the soundtrack for um chernobyl as well i think chernobyl is one of the best soundtracks i've heard for the year that 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 score is excellent and so kind of feels very eastern european feels very gritty feels very raw feels very like sad and like you can feel it kind of unwinding in 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 you know gravity and and how bad things are going um Joker was an excellent score. Again, very gritty. She did an excellent job. She also did the score a couple of years ago for um, Sicario. Uh, what day of the, the soldado? The, yeah, yeah. This exactly the sequel. So that that was. Um, she does amazing scores. I love her her sound. Again, it's very kind of um, industrial sounding and, and raw sounds. She's excellent. She deserved that award absolutely. She is. She is who I would have picked as well. Well, um, I'm not <coughs> sure. If, I'm sure that it came up in the show, but best original song went to mm-hmm. Rocket Man for Elton John and Bernie Taupin for "I'm Gonna Love Me Again." Yep. Did they mention when they went on stage that is the first time the two of them have won an award together? Uh, I can't remember. I think I was more blown away in a uh, to 50, have them up on stage there. I think it was a 54-year career so far. This is mm. the first time Elton John and Bernie Taupin have won an award together. That is a wow. huge deal. <coughs> That's, yeah, fantastic. Um, what else have we got? We're clicking now down into the television categories. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Fleabag won. Phoebe Waller-Bridge finally... Oh, yes. Like, excellent. For Fleabag. Uh, and she I've had got some the one stiff that I... competition in there. The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Barry. Yes. Yeah, there were this. Yeah, yeah again. Um, I, I uh, probably... I mean, you can't argue with that. I'd probably say it's the right the right winner won it. Um, but definitely there was, was some serious competition. And she, and she won Best Actress as well <coughs> for Fleabag. Yes, she did. Um... Best television series, uh, Succession won that one. Uh, I compared to what's on the list, I'd say so too. The Morning Show, Killing Eve, The Crown, Big Little Lies. Yeah, I'd say Succession would be the winner there. Um, Which one? Uh, best television series drama. Uh, best limited series was just television series. 
Did I just we did it? also. Um, <coughs> we had best yeah, performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. Um, I cannot fault the fact that Stellan Skarsgård won that one. Um, his performance in Chernobyl was excellent. His speech was excellent. He referenced the fact that people are, have, have come up to him and complained about the fact that they can't see his emotion enough because he doesn't have... Um, or he's not doesn't often do memorable performances, and it's because he doesn't have eyebrows, so people can't notice his emotions in it. So they just kind of look past his character. But for this, um, the makeup and costume crew did a wonderful job of giving him eyebrows this time, so that way people could really notice it. And here he is winning the award. Uh, it's a great speech, very funny, and and Tom Hanks then mentioned it later on uh, during his um, I don't know special award that he got. Uh, yeah, so so great winner there. I think that Chernobyl should have won um, more for its for its individual uh, actors nominated. We did have it winning the best television limited series or motion picture made for television award. Um, that was definitely where I would have gone as well. Can I just say though, yeah. for the act, we had Patricia Arquette up there winning. Um, the act was amazing though. That was an amazing series. Uh, I don't I know if you've seen, seen it. it. Yeah, no. Hulu original. It was wonderful. Um, but Patricia Arquette, man, she's looking... Yeah, uh, look, I, I hate the fact that she's the second it's her and um, woman. Of, of, Good yeah, I hate the fact that I've, I've, I've commented... Sec- second actress I've commented, or actor of... Female actor I've commented on the appearance of, but... Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, you just have to see that... that um, her speech, and you'll know what I mean. But anyway, she did a wonderful job in the act. Did you watch Boyhood? Uh, Boyhood, Boyhood, Boyhood. The movie that was shot over several years with the same. Cast. No, I didn't. I did not. She, I did not. She won her Oscar for that movie. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. I'll always, I'll always remember her in the TV show Medium. That's just how I all know her as. Of course. Um, Jared yeah. Harris didn't win for um. Chernobyl, Chernobyl, but Russell, but Russell Crowe did, but Jared Harris oh, gave a great speech. His portrayal of Roger Ailes. <laughs> yeah, look, Jared Harris gave a great speech though, um, on behalf of the crew of Chernobyl. Though wonderful speech, and I think he should have won it. But anyway, Russell Crowe though, yeah, he did a wonderful job um, up against Sasha Baron Cohen um, for the, uh, the the spy. Sam Rockwell was nominated, also nominated in that category as well, and Christopher Abbott. Hmm. Um, Russell Crowe, who wasn't there because he is in Australia. Talking about the bushfire, oh, sorry, there for the bushfires to try and, and put them out around his property and also help those around. Um, like now, it, Jennifer Jennifer Aniston gave um, a speech that he had prepared. Um, she gave the speech on his behalf. Now, it turned out to be a bit of a theme for the night. Uh, almost everyone, despite Ricky Gervais, what Ricky Gervais had said, everyone made a point to mention either the bushfires in Australia. Or yeah. um, the fact that this year being 2020 and it's an election year for the US should go out and vote and make a difference for the country. So sad the fact they're heading towards war with Iran and that it's important that people go out and vote and make a difference. I couldn't believe the number of people that, that made that kind of reference or, or, or throughout the night, either towards voting or towards the bushfires. Um, it was interesting to note as well that the fact that the entire night as well was... Um, environmentally conscious, vegetarian only, um, because of the uh, the recognition of the fact that animals have such a, or, or the production of animals 
for food um, only has such an impact on, uh, yeah, such a large environmental impact, basically. Mm. And, uh, yeah, but everyone made a point to mention the fires in Australia. Uh, just after the award ceremony, I believe, Elton John donated a million dollars for the cause. Um, we had... Uh, well, they he flew back to Sydney and then did a show last night. <coughs> and that's where yeah, he, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, he pledged a million dollars himself. On the heels of the Hemsworths doing it as well. Mm. And also the fact that... Um, Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban donated $500,000 and Pink donated $500,000. Um, I think Joaquin Phoenix though made the, the greatest sacrifice of all, or the greatest donation of all. You ready for this? Yep. He's agreed that he will only wear the same suit to all the award ceremonies for this year, uh, in order to cut down his costs. I love it. That's that's his uh, contribution. Look, every he little would. bit counts. Every little bit counts. But look, when you're the winner of best actor, okay, I think that um, or best actor drama, I think that it's uh, not worth it. It's not worth making the point of that. It's just too little. Who gives a shit kind of thing. But anyway, good on him for do- doing something. But it's just like, come on. But yeah, the whole night, despite Ricky Gervais telling them to. Um, sit down and shut up and you can't, you're not actually in touch with reality. So you have no right to comment on reality. The fact that the whole night was incredibly political, but it's been incredibly political for some time. I remember when, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio won his award a couple of years ago at the golden globes, the whole crowd were kind of sitting and ready and waiting for him to give a speech, um, environmental speech. And that's what he did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's what he did. And, uh, yeah, the fact that that that's all it seems to be about now. It's just who can who can one up each other in in giving a sentimental speech or an emotional speech or an emotional plea to the the rest of the world, basically. Hmm. And I don't think that's the right thing. But um, maybe in some ways, moving away from the Golden Globes towards what's happening in Australia, it was nice as an Australian, despite being an Australian, not living in Australia. Um, it was nice to hear so many people touching on what's happening with Australia and being so concerned, or at least appearing to be incredibly concerned by it um, and the effects that it's having, the amount of animals that are, are being caught up with it and being killed by it, and the human toll, um, the human property toll, uh, and also just the actual size and scale of the fires. It's it's nice that people are at least giving recognition to our country down under. Um yeah, I thought that was lovely. No, that's good. I do need to watch it, and I will hopefully in the next week or so. Go for it. I think it. Look, it's a, it's a good it's a good ceremony, and and also Elder Generous winning her award, um, recognition award, and Tom Hanks winning winning his recognition yeah. award. Um, they both gave wonderful speeches. Seeing Tom Tom Hanks tear up is one of the most difficult things to watch because he's such a sweetheart. And he's a man that I don't think will ever do it and should never do it. But I also think that he would be such a wonderful president for the United States if we're going to have a billionaire and television, um, you know, a personality be president. Yeah. I think that I think that Tom Hanks would be a wonderful president because he is such a sweet, nice man who can get the job done. And uh, 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So good night. It was a good night all around. Good award ceremony. Uh, headed by probably the the I would say the best man for the job in Ricky Gervais, just because he keeps them honest. A bit like the Australian Democrats keep the bastards honest, you know. And yeah, that's the Golden Globes. Drew, let's move it along to our bushfires. Yes, our bushfires. Our, our bushfires. I mean, Australia's bushfires, and and uh, a lot of people well, are suffering. You know what? A lot it of is ours. Yeah, well, less so mine. I'm I'm on this side of the world, but nonetheless, it's 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 painful to see the country mm. in distress and burning to the extent that it is. Um, something like I, I, you you linked me a video and I watched it, and it was um, by the friendly Geordie. It's a great video, and I think everyone should watch it. Um, yes. He he really spells out what's going on, and I mean, if if you're right wing or you're left wing, it doesn't. Everyone matter. should watch it. What? Everyone should watch it because it it's honest. It's an honest video. If nothing ever, if nothing else ever brings the left and the right together in any way, shape, or form, I think it should be the fact that we are all suffering through this in one form or another, and our leader, our elected leader, is not doing anything, and it falls on us to do something. What was what was interesting is I had a discussion during the week on Facebook and one of those Facebook kind of arguments, which are always great fun for everyone. Oh yes. Um, yeah, a discussion about that, and I I I posted a video where Scott Morrison went up to someone and shook the hand when they didn't want to shake their hand, and instead of acknowledging the fact that this has just happened and this poor soul who's exhausted as a fiery doing that and not wanting to shake the the hand of someone who. He's clearly doing a poor job as the leader based on the fact they've just returned from a holiday which they kind of were forced into. Um, as in, forced to return from the holiday, not go on the holiday. Um, they commented saying, oh, I, I hope this isn't any doctored fo- uh, you know, footage based on what we've seen for the, the you know during the rest of the week with other footage being altered. Okay, there's been no altered footage. The Prime Minister looks like a fool. That's not someone making him look like a fool. That's him looking like a fucking fool. Um, anyway, that person was like, yeah, and I just said, <laughs> no, he, he doesn't need help with it. He does a very good job of it. And I, I basically just retorted with, um, you know, these people. Oh, and then they went and linked to me an article about, uh, some, the, the people that had been protesting against him the last time he went and tried to shake someone's hand and forcefully shook yeah. someone's hand who didn't want to shake his hand about how those people didn't really live there. And they weren't part of the community, blah, 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 blah. Turns out the link was from... A, uh, a a media organization that, not the Murdoch media um, organization, but a, a media organization that very heavily funds the Liberal Party and is therefore incredibly dependent on them being in power and, you know, they're shouting the same sort of rhetoric. Anyway, so I dismissed that article as, as any sort of honest truth whatsoever. Um Yes, but uh, yeah, so so they retorted with that, and I just said, look, this is ridiculous. If if the argument is about where the people are from, that's ridiculous, mm. because honestly, who cares? Yeah. The point is, our Prime Minister has been on holiday. They went on this holiday because they wanted to. Um, uh, they had doing a very poor job at leading the country. They're deflecting whose responsibility is. Who gives a shit? You're the Prime Minister deal with it who the fuck cares who's to blame for the fires 
be the leader, own up and just do something about it. Your party has been in control for the last six years, so therefore the ones that are responsible for it is your party. But anyway, let's not deflect to someone else. Just take responsibility for it. It's the principle. Um, he is being... The fact that he, instead of dealing with the fires, is just shouting about the cricket instead. Like, oh, let's just... Oh, man, like, oh, the, the fires are awful. But hey, don't worry. Like, hey, Hopefully look, the Australian cricket team... Exactly. It's like stop deflecting and deal with the issue. Deal with the stop sending problems. stop sending out thoughts and prayers because they don't do shit for people that have lost their home. Oh, it doesn't you know, having, apparently. But again, having him, his thought, imagine being there, sitting in a pile of rubble because your house has just burnt down, but wearing only the clothes on your back. You. Yeah, oh, good, oh, good. His thoughts, uh, at least I'm in his thoughts. Cool. It doesn't yeah. do shit. No. It's the wrong message to be sending. He's doing a poor job at leading it. Um, people that are defending him are insane. He's just doing a poor job at leading, full stop. Exactly. I mean, again, you look at, say, Tony Abbott, the ex-Prime Minister, who we all thought was awful. We, we spoke about this last week, and yeah. we spoke about this a couple episodes ago as well. The fact that he is not looking for recognition, he's out there doing shit Since for the, as, a, as a volunteer as a volunteer firefighter look at the other side of politics yeah. now I, I didn't know about this so much but um in friendly geordie's video drew it to my attention the fact that uh, anthony albanese yep. yes he's the leader of the labor party yes you can complain about the labor party whatever labor party are fucked up as well let's be honest they're just as bad as each other but at least the leader without looking for recognition went out shopping at Marrickville Metro, the shopping centre I used to go to. On his own dollar. To, on his own dollar to buy bits and pieces, up and goes, water bottles, some snacks, yeah. food. Bought shitloads of it, put in his trolley, took it up to the Blue Mountains to give to people. Genuinely, because that's what he wanted to do. And if you look at the difference, people want to shake his hand. Whereas our Prime Minister, no one wants to touch him. Not because including people are just fiery. being... Including a fiery. Not just because... It's the whole thing of tall poppy syndrome, not just because it's the whole thing of, ah, uh, no, they're, they're responsible, they're not doing a good job. I know people always think that the person in power isn't doing a good enough job, always. That I have some leeway for. It's the fact that he's literally doing the worst job possible. He went on holiday. Instead of talking about the fires, he spoke about the cricket. Instead of doing something about the fires, he went to the cricket. Instead of talking about the fires, he went and spoke about well, he's tried to put through this re uh, Religious Discrimination Act instead. Instead of talking about the fires, he decided to go off and mention the cricket again. Just on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, he went and had a photo with the Australian cricket team instead of talking about the fires. Then, when people finally got sick of it and were like, fuck off out of our country, get out, you're doing a shit job. Then he went, maybe we should do something about the fires. And then he got... Then, then we had Anthony Albanese the leader of the, the um, opposition party, say, I think we should do something about the volunteers because they clearly can't pay for their own wages because they're having to volunteer. Meanwhile, our leader said, oh, well, they want to be there. Are you insane? Who the hell wants to be there doing this? But anyway, then yeah, after it turned out that choice. everyone thought... Exactly. Then after we found out that everyone loved the idea of that, that um, Anthony Albanese had come up with, then Scott Morrison said, oh, that's my idea and we're going to do that. Then everyone said, get the army involved, and the army didn't get involved. Then everyone said it again, get the army involved. Then Anthony Albanese said, we should get the army involved. And then, what do you know, a couple of days later, the army were involved. Like, are you kidding what me? What a shock. 
Scott Morrison is doing a shit job, and the foreign, the the, the um the uh, ex leader of the National Party, ex deputy prime minister, Barnaby Batchett Joyce, the man who is incredibly against this whole, <laughs> he's incredibly a, a religious and spiritual man, but clearly isn't because he went and decided to cheat on his wife and have a affair with someone in his um own company and then had a child with that person. Um, but anyway, he somehow represents his, his electorate bloody idiots. Again, this person that I had this discussion with is a member of his electorate and thinks he's doing a wonderful job, <laughs> a wonderful job. When two people died as a result of the fires, he just turned around and said, oh, they probably voted for the Greens. Who gives a fuck? Why would you say something like it's that? Why would you bad. say, exactly, yeah. people are dead and you're a politician and you're a leader of the country and you're talking about the fact that they probably voted for it, another party. Who gives a fuck, you disrespectful piece of shit? Footage came out just the other day. Scott Morrison was in a town um, that have lost, lost homes and lives. Yep. And he turned around and said to one of the locals, oh, well, at least we haven't had any, any lives lost. And they said, oh, no, we've had two. And he said, oh, I was thinking of the fire brigade. What the fuck are you talking about? Two people died. Why would you deflect and say, oh, I didn't mean civilians? Why don't you say, oh, my God, are you serious? Let's hear about them. No, instead he said... Oh, well, I didn't mean just normal people. Hey, I was talking about the at, fire brigade. At least none of the cricketers died. At least none of the cricketers have died, except cricket games have had to be postponed and delayed because of the amount of smoke caused by these fires. He doesn't want yeah. to acknowledge that either. Um, again, there's two videos of people not wanting to shake his hand. Mm. Who the fuck cares? To, to that person that commented on my Facebook page saying, well, that's probably doctored footage. Who gives a fuck? They probably don't live there. Someone Who gives a fuck? That's that's the the to that that Facebook argument I had. Go and have a look at it. Um, the the point. Profile? Yeah, my profile. Um, it's it's under it's a conversation under the video of um, the fire fireman not wanting to shake Scott Morrison's hand. The fact that we had, who cares where they live? If someone walks up to you and you don't want to shake their hand, and they grab your hand with one hand and put it in your other hand and shake your hand on your behalf, that is disgraceful don't fucking touch me or i'll bitch slap you or punch you your nose into your own throat and if you complain about that you're a fucking idiot because how dare you touch me but the fact that our prime minister did that who the fuck cares where this person lives and if they're from that community or not he shook someone's hand without them wanting to then when they said i'll only shake your hand while he's forcibly shaking their hand um, he's, they said, I'll only shake your hand if you do something more for the fireys. Then he just turned around and walked off and got back into his BMW and sped off out of there. Cause why would I stand there and have a conversation with someone that's going to make me look bad? Cause they're being honest. Who cares where they're from? Like, it's not the point, but anyway, someone had an issue with that and thought that that was outrageous that that person would have anything negative to say about our awful prime minister and this person on my Facebook page, um, yeah, thought that it was so unfair to be doing that or being so rude to our prime minister. You not meant to disrespect people like that. Disrespect people like how, like being the leader, being responsible for these people as the leader of the nation, and then fucking off on a holiday to Hawaii, and then when a secret holiday to Hawaii, and then when social media leaks it everywhere, then suddenly be like, I thought I told all you media companies not to release it, and when they turn around and say we didn't social media did you fuckhead then turn around and be like ah oh, i'm on holiday but i'm coming back as soon as i can and then a couple days later have your photo taken still sitting on the beach clearly rushing the hell out of there um and then come back and instead of talking about the fires and being like 
I'm sorry that I went on holiday. Instead, just be like, I can understand why people would be disappointed and leaving it at that. But at least the cricket's on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you insane? Like, what a poor job our leader's doing. He's an idiot. A total idiot. And the fact people are defending him, the fact that Murdoch media businesses are so convincing to such simple-minded fucking idiots in Australia, like the person on my Facebook page, I'm not trying to insult them, but honestly, if you that's the only media you believe, I'm are they also... Right now. Yeah, the, wow. the person also the, the person also then this is the interesting part of the, the discussion yeah. decided to go on and mention the fact that I said so I mentioned the fact that Murdoch Media is incredibly biased to the right wing and is therefore appealing to people that are incredibly simple minded and are not looking for a fair kind of cross section of the media. I look at all things. I look at the Murdoch in, uh, releases. I look at the um, more centre left leaning ones like the Sitting Morning Herald. You know, I look at all of the different ones and I just say, well, that's clearly batshit bias and that's probably more honest, you know. But anyway, they then, instead of actually taking some initiative or ownership of the fact that they only look, you know, through one eye at one side of the, the argument or one side of politics and media, then decided to say, oh, well, they once, the Murdoch media's once acknowledged the fact that the, a leader of the Labour Party might be a good Prime Minister. And I said, when the hell did that happen? They're talking about Kevin Rudd um, and the fact mm -hmm. that Rupert Murdoch gave a pass-off line, was asked the question, do you think Kevin Rudd would be a good Prime Minister? And he said, ah, oh, yeah, he'd be all right. That's all he said. And they were like, ha-ha, I've got the proof for you. And they shared to me an article from the ABC and the Sydney Morning Herald and said, there's your proof. And I said, that's not proof that a right-wing media has backflipped on the right wing and defended the left. That's the that's some guy in an article in a left-wing media paper. Like, that's not proof at all. You got no proof. I'm right, you're wrong, fuck off. And they just turned around with the whole, oh, don't bully me. And it's like, I'm not bullying you. Anyway, the leader of our country is doing a shit job. If you think he's doing a good job, you're the problem. You are the problem of this country is the fact that you are voting in people that are batshit and pathetic and useless at, you know, dealing with situations like this. Oh my God, Friendly. I'm reading the backtrack. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was Thank 2am. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a good discussion. Um, the Friendly Geordies, fr the Friendly Geordies uh, article also posts the fact that uh, Bill Shorten was a shit leader of the Labour Party. Everyone knows he was a shit leader of the Labour Party. He was in, you know, sniffing the ass of the unions, and that's about it. That's why he wouldn't have been a very good leader, let's be honest. That's the only reason why he was the leader of the Labour Party, was because the Labour Party are in bed with um, unions. Um, but anyway, during the Beaconsfield mine disaster, when he was the, head of the union boss um, in that category, he did a great job at handling the situation. Therefore, he proved that he could handle situations well. We have our, our leader, Scott Morrison, who, again, goes on holidays, requests or, or sends thoughts and prayers, can't handle the situation, deflects to the cricket, got fired from every other job that he was in charge of for, the, for our nation, including coming up with a shit-out slogan like, where the bloody hell are you, as our tourism slogan, which was offensive overseas, and then now is being used against him, and people are saying, where the bloody hell are you, Scott Morrison. Um, and then we have the leader of the Labour Party again, the current one, Anthony Albanese, who doesn't really seem to have much of a backbone and isn't much of an anybody or a personality at all, um, 
but still he's doing a better job at leading the country than what our leader is. And that's awful. Look, that Batuta Advocate article, Nation just kind of accepts <coughs> Albo unofficially taking over prime ministerial duties. Yeah. What I hate is the fact that we have an election in three years. We yeah. have to wait three years to change this, and by then, but what's Australia... The alternative, the alternative well, is he gets ousted and we get Dutton. Which I don't want either, because he's more batshit crazy. Second. Yeah. And well, then, again, that's the if, only reason why... No, you go on. But if that happens, we still we get an election sooner, but we still have to put up with a few months of Dutton. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that's worth it either. We're in a no-win situation here. Exactly. And it's because of the party that's in command, and it's because of the media that's behind the party in command. Oh. That's why we're in this situation. Um, again... The reason, I think, why Australia hasn't been declared a state of emergency, as in the nation. Um, we have New South Wales in a state of emergency, but not the nation. And I can understand that, and it's because Scott Morrison knows that if he calls that, the man that takes control in that situation is, I think, the Foreign Affairs Minister gets it, or I can't remember who it is. It's whatever um, Dutton is, he becomes in command, and that's why he hasn't done it. Uh, and I totally respect that decision. That's anything of Scott Morrison's mm -hmm. I respect. Um, yeah, look, Australia's in trouble. We've got shit leadership. It, it's all disgraceful. If the ship is sinking, you don't put Donald Duck in charge. Yeah. It doesn't work Basically. Basically. Oh. <coughs> We're just not even going to talk about Iran because that's too much for one week. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on that next week as well as... Well, look, we've got a couple of things in the pipeline for you in the next couple of weeks. We've got a Jojo Rabbit review coming up because I Sarah be and I have now week. gone and seen it. So we've got Jojo Rabbit next week, and the week after that we can talk about Iran and uh, world events, I think. If we've um, been here by then, it could have all been yes. blown up by that point. Yes, exactly right. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Um, but, Drew, uh, it's now well, time to get to one of the two big segments for the week. Um, let's say we, we kick off with the the last year. Okay, let's get to that one then. Um, yeah. Yes, it's now time to finally do our sick end of the year. We couldn't do it last week because the episode went on for so bloody long yep. that we just had to kind of finish it off. And uh, now this week we can kind of give it, give it uh, dues, maybe not to the same detail that... We'd like to, but nonetheless, we'll do it anyway. And that is our Sikkent of the Year. Now, we've gone yep. through our nominees for last year carefully. Isn't that right, Drew? Carefully. Very carefully. Very carefully gone through and had a look at um, who who deserves it for what reason. I know that in the past we've had, um, you know, the Sikkent of the Week award isn't about necessarily being, you know, a good person or a bad person. It can being be anyone. It's all about... Exactly. It's all about, about featuring. Um... It's either a guest or it is a um, someone that's had an impact on our week in some ways. Yep. Uh, now, our sick end of the year, though, we've decided that this person um, makes... It's a person that makes contributions to what we do. And I, by that, I mean they provide content. Yep. Um, they uh, help us feedback. guide discussion. They This person does give us feedback, so it's a real person that we actually know. Um this person uh, has been on the show, so it's a guest. There you yes. go, narrowing it down a little bit each time. Uh, this person... Creative consultant. Uh, 
Yeah, it gives us yeah. exactly. Is a strong creative consultant. Um, is one of our biggest fans. Is a, a very very um, dear person to us. Uh, and uh, I know that if we do anything wrong, they'll tell us it's shit house. If we know we did, we've done something right, they'll say it's it's good. They might even um, criticize this. They might even criticize this. They might even hate this. Oh, well. Uh, Tough. Drew, our second of the year. Bianca, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. No. Bianca, congratulations. You are sick. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. He came into work. <laughs> really? really? I, I, I haven't seen him at that place of... Of, uh, of work? Of work, uh, <laughs> since before the building actually opened and he was doing something for the morning show. Oh, um, yeah, and I got yeah. told, well, uh, a mate of mine got told to shush because we, uh, were talking too loudly. Uh, yes, but Bianca, you are a sick end of the year. You've earned track. it. You, yeah, look, you, you've, you've done a lot for us. You, again, you're one of our biggest fans. You're one of our biggest critics. You're one of our biggest supporters. Um, and we want you, you to give know us- that we're some of your biggest fans for this. <laughs> absolutely again she gives us content often um she sends us links she discusses things for us she's been on the show she's really getting into the the um the uh swing of it uh she's doing a great job Mm. um she's realizing how easy it is to be on a podcast you basically just hit record and start having a conversation basically um and yeah look she does a lot for us and and um i know that she's got our backs going into the future and and she's um yeah, she's excited about what what comes from this and, and is willing to lend a hand uh, where she can. So we appreciate that. That's why she's our sick Kent of the year. Yeah. Drew, our sick Kent of the week. Is obviously Ricky Gervais. Thank you. I was... Oh, <laughs> thank God. I was hoping you'd say that. Thank you. There's no question. Uh, <laughs> no, he... Uh, again, he's keeping the bastards on us. He's keeping the... With a a special mention to Sasha Baron Cohen for for alluding to a certain internet entrepreneur and his uh, resemblance to Hitler. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, For God's sake. (laughs) That was excellent. Um, Yes, Ricky, Ricky, you are a second of the week. Um, I'm a huge fan of your stand-up. I love the fact that everything is off-limits. Sorry, nothing is off-limits. Which is um, how The way it should be. be. Exactly. The point is it's a joke. If you're offended, it's not meant for you, and who cares? Suck on it. Like, the point of his comedy is everything is a joke, because if something's off-limits, then why is that better than something else? Uh, it's all about equality for everything. He is the most equal person there is. Mm. He acknowledges the fact that he is, he you know, equally. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you don't like his comedy, you're a snowflake and you're pathetic. Yes. I just used that word, but it's true. You are what's wrong with the comedy industry. If you are offended by what he has to say, um, and you should sit down and shut up and no one actually cares about your opinion because it's a small, simple minded com- opinion. Um, against a world juggernaut. So, yes. And he Ricky doesn't Gervais. care if you don't care about him. He doesn't care. Exactly. Because you That's don't have thing. to like it. He, no. Yeah, he knows you don't and have to like it. That. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's entitled to, to think about yeah. what they want to think about. So, uh, yeah. No, I completely agree. Ricky Gervais is this week's second of the week. Wunderbar. Excellent. Drew, we've made it. We're at the end of the uh, the show for another week. We have. Oof. Yes. 
of course, of course, of course, we're excited to do our review for next week of Jojo Rabbit. I'm so now we should probably go off and see a couple more films, Drew, and do a couple more reviews because we need to have some up our sleeves. I'm going to try. Because you are going on an adventure uh, quite soon, and mm-hmm. we have to pre-record. Now, I know that these are technically pre-recorded because they're podcasts, but we need to do some in advance, obviously, yes. because Drew is going to be away, much like when I went on my adventure last year. Um, we had to have some in the bank for if we were just too engrossed in what we were doing. So we'll try and do that in the background. Yes, so expect some more film reviews coming up as well. And maybe some more top tens, perhaps on films of the decade, perhaps on films of the year, the yes. previous years. Anyway, thank you, Mr. Phil. Thank you, Mr. Drew. How do we end this uh, little podcast of ours? Oh, oh, we say, uh, yep. Yep.